And I wanted to talk about the tower. This is from Treasar, 12 Prophets, which Treasar means 12 Prophets, Volume 2, and specifically the writings of Zephaniah. So I need to shrink this picture down so we can see it. Zephaniah, page 159, if you have this section. So Zechariah or Zephaniah 3, 9 says, For then I will change the nations to speak a pure language so that all will proclaim the name of Hashem to worship him with a united resolve. So back to... <laughs> What I don't see the chat right now. Oh, Shalom's reading ahead of us. That's cool. Overachiever. <laughs> Overachiever. He is in group three, everyone. <laughs> okay. Group three from Ketubo 111 v Such an amazing <laughs> section of Talmud. Okay. So notice it's through the speaking, it's through the tongue, through the language. And the way we got into the scenario where there's like all this uh, crazy talk, pun intended, in the world is through our speech being corrupted. And that happened at the tower. So here's the commentary on that. Uh-oh. Uh, do you need me? Okay. okay. So it says, after the war of Gog Umagog, the surviving nations will no longer utter the impure names of their heathen gods, but will speak a pure language, i.e., they will call out together in the name of the true God. Here's an, That's from the Radak. Here's another reason why I want to point out. This is another reason why we don't necessarily need to correct people to say, don't call him JC, call him Yeshua. That, that little uh, detail will be taken care of. As well as understanding, too, um, that my coworker put it this way. Sometimes people go to religious wars over a name. And it's really like the same person in a way. Because there's a whole concept of you need um, a higher power. You need to be connected with holy text. And it's like all these different pieces that really when you trace them back, it's, it's the Torah. You know? And uh, anyway... So through Hashem causing this pure language to come back into the earth like it was before the tower, people are going to be reoriented to face Hashem, which is so beautiful to think about why everyone's going to flock to the mountain of Yerushalayim, to the temple, to hear the teachings of the Mashiach. So Malbim notes, although some nations may have worshipped the true God, it was not Besefa. Berua or Verua, which is in a pure language. For those religions have false and idolatrous concepts of the unity of God. That sounds like Trinity. There you go. Berua is the same word as. Uh, 
Oh, uh, that was part of the Hazan's uh, part in the uh, blessings of the Shema we were talking about with the Simcha or uh, Shira and Zimra. Yeah. Okay. So it says, for those religions have false and idolatrous concepts of the unity of God. Alternatively, all the nations will then speak in the holy tongue of Hebrew, the most perfect of all languages, Maharikara. It is only in Hebrew that God's venerable name can be expressed correctly. That's from the Ibn Ezra. The word e epoch, yeah, ep epoch, which sounds a lot like epoch or epoch in the uh, English, uh, can also mean I will turn, implying that the nations will turn back and again speak a language that they had previously spoken. That's important to note. Previously spoken language of everyone was Hebrew. It could mean that. It says a barbanel means that before the sin of the Tower of Babel, all the nations of the world spoke one common language, Hebrew. See Rashi to Genesis 11.1. 1. Because of the sin, God confounded their speech which resulted in the dispersion of the nations and the evolution of different tongues or different languages, which is the word for tongues. It's the show notes, by the way, and religions. So dispersion of nations, evolution of languages and religions came from the dispersion during the Tower of Babel. After witnessing the great wonders of God that will take place during this war, they will all call out in the name of the true God in the very language they originally spoke. Now, if you think about what's amazing with this piece of commentary here and all the insight that is packed in here, whatever transpires with such a war that breaks out in the physical it's going to hit everyone to the core of their heart to where them understanding Hashem is our only hope. It's going to push us so much that it's going to like transform our tongue and our speaking, which you think about how powerful that is. And even with the little bit, because again, like I said, things that are happening in the world right now, they can't escalate. This is nothing compared to what could happen. So things that are going on, especially with Russia, China, and Ukraine, and all the stuff over there, like, could the world get to a point of understanding our unification ability, you know, and begin to call out in the name of Hashem? I can't tell you it's been so beautiful, how, how beautiful it's been that all these different charities and um, fundraisings that have been happening for the people of Ukraine. Jew and non-Jew alike, you know, and uh, I literally work with a guy from Ukraine and hearing his uh, talk about it and how, you know, people are walking up to tanks over there saying, brother, well, like, go home. Like, we're related. Why are we doing this? Why are we fighting? You know, and so just thinking of some of those things, like you can see how the scales can tip like that. But it really not only is uh, the fallout of like physical damages that are going on but it's like spiritual transformations that can happen within the framework of everything that's going on the god the war of gog and magog is a very serious and big war it is literally the war of all wars but through again our participation and how much we really want to partner with the shim 
we can keep that expanding or contracting as much as we want. So Bezrat Hashem right now, we're, we're contracting it. And uh, this is also what Rabbi Alana Nava, may he live and be well, he talks about as sweetening the judgment. And he's bringing obviously that down from uh, Kabbalah and Hasidut and, and different things like that that are already spoken of in Jewish literature. But it's important to note that just because an evil decree goes out doesn't mean that that decree has to be done in its fullness. And uh, see the book of Jeremiah for that. And uh, I shared a file called The Basic Principles in Judaism. And it's this big, Sleek it's a big document, but in there it does a whole outline and breakdown of Isaiah, Jeremiah, and Ezekiel. And in the Jeremiah one, it goes through the fact that when it was time for the Babylonian exile, that when we were taken captive, had we, first of all, listened to the prophecies of Jeremiah while he was telling us, hey, you're going to be carried off. You better get your act together. Temple's going to be destroyed. Had we listened to him, we would have never got exiled into Babylon. But even so, when Babylonians were coming and taking us into captivity, Hashem said, if you will just submit to the captivity, it will not be as bad. But we resisted that. And then we went further into horrible things that happened during the, the siege of Babylon into Israel. So again, just remembering that, you know, we, again, partner with Hashem and understand the power that we have in turning to Hashem, crying out to him. So the world right now, if the world continues to understand, why are we allowing all these forces to, uh, to go on and overrun other countries, oppress other peoples, and specifically Jewish people and things like that, the more the world comes into alignment on that and being like Hashem, will you see your people? Will you see these tragedies? Will, will this be able to come to an end? Like we can have Geula in a sweetened way. So just to mention that little point, and it also goes on to say, so that they will proclaim the name of Hashem to worship him with a united resolve. They will all unite in full-hearted devotion to the service of God. My goodness. It says as well, um, that's from the Radak, saying, serving him in the manner required by the Torah. It's important to know what is the element that unifies worship of Hashem. It's through the Torah. And it says, rather than each group choosing its own form of worship, that's the Malbim. Some say that Shechem means shoulder and explain that the nations of the world will all turn their shoulders together to bear the burden of serving the Almighty. Rabbi Eliezer of Bogency. Mahari Kara translates Shechem Echad as one group and suggests that the nations of the world will all convert together to Judaism in order to serve Hashem. The unprecedented unity, notice the word unprecedented, something like we've never seen before. We've seen glimpses, but this is like, this is the big deal. It says, the unprecedented unity among the nations to call out in the name of God will follow the great miracle of Tekiat Hametim, which is the resurrection of the dead, which will take place at that time. 
the resurrection will occur in every location and the resurrected will call out in the name of God. Upon witnessing this most amazing occurrence, the nations too will all call out in the name of God. May that be soon and speedily in our days.